Hey friends, before we get to today's episode, I want to talk to you about unicorns. You know I think we're all unicorns because we have special gifts and talents, and because we're all so special, it's important that we invest in things that will help us get to the next level. In fact, 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com slash startups. And then the base of all of that is making sure that I can wake up every day and look myself in the mirror and be happy about the person who is looking back at me. That is like the key. It is never sacrificing your integrity, your values, or your morals for anything that you're trying to achieve. Now that might mean things take longer. It may mean they go in a different direction than you're expecting them to go. But that's the core part because you have to have that inner joy and inner peace that isn't dependent on your circumstances. Hey everyone, this is Ashley Menzies Babatunde and welcome to another episode of No Straight Path, the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. I am so excited about part two of our conversation with Mackenzie Thomas, Director of Operations for Ads and Business Products at Meta. Mackenzie is so incredible. I loved learning all about the twists and turns in her journey. And now we're going to unpack some of the lessons learned. So let's get to it. Hey, everyone. We are back with Mackenzie Thomas and... We just heard about her really incredible journey and all of the twists and turns and how she really stayed true to herself and that inner compass. And so I just love that theme. Mackenzie, thank you for doing a part two with us. I am excited (laughs) (laughs) now to just get all of the lessons. So when I look at you, Mackenzie, I definitely see you as someone, what would I call it? I would call it Black girl, American dream vibes. That's what you give. (laughs) That is what you give. And what do I mean by that? I mean, number one, you're very self-aware. You have a very strong spiritual relationship with God. You have a strong familial relationship and amazing partnership with your husband that you've built over the years. We've talked about that, which is very inspiring. And your husband literally own a home in the Bay Area by yourself that you paid for as a millennial. (laughs) That is pretty impressive. And now you are, we haven't talked about this, but you are on the brink of motherhood. You are about to go into labor in a couple of weeks. So thank you for doing this. (laughs) Kind of crazy. (laughs) So with all of that, it's just certainly you're very aspirational. I think that is one of my definitions of success. And so I would love to hear about your definition of success. And perhaps it's changed over the years, but yeah, I'd love to dig into that. Yeah. The tee up was actually really, really good for defining my definition because you talked about all the things that matter to me. And for me, success 
doesn't exist unless you are accomplishing it in all the different facets in your life that you value. So I'm not successful if my career is doing great, but my personal life is terrible. I'm not successful if I have a ton of fun, but I'm not spiritually centered. Balance is successful to me and making sure that I am able to accomplish the life that I want to lead in balance with the different things that make up that life. And for me, that is, it's career fulfillment, it's financial stability, it's my family, it's my friends, it's experiencing new things, and it's making sure that I am contributing to the world in a way that is authentic to the skill set that I can uniquely bring, essentially. And then the base of all of that is making sure that I can wake up every day and look myself in the mirror and be happy about the person who is looking back at me. That is like the key. It is never sacrificing your integrity, your values, or your morals for anything that you're trying to achieve. Now that might mean things take longer. It may mean they go in a different direction than you're expecting them to go, but that's the core part because you have to have that inner joy and inner peace that isn't dependent on your circumstances. So that's kind of how I define success. It's how you are navigating all of those things and building the life that you want. But I would say more importantly, that God wants for you (laughs) following that path. I love that. That's such a good definition. And I would love to talk just a little bit more about motherhood. I think you're one of our first almost moms on the show. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, is it changing your perspective? Are you nervous, excited? How's this journey been? All of those things. (laughs) All of those things. One of the things that I think has been really enlightening is and I hope I continue this once baby boy arrives, I'm having a boy, is I haven't changed who I am just because I'm becoming a mother. And that has been a consistent reality for me with every new life moment or evolution. And I think that's really important because when you go through a major shift, now motherhood will change me, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to proactively change how I want to live my life to accommodate this new facet of it. Because I think it was always a part of my life and I've always had the mental, emotional, and spiritual capacity to make space for it in a way that allows me to still be fulfilled even though I have this new responsibility. So I've been really fortunate, I've had a great pregnancy, so I haven't had anything to really complain about. But Like most things, I've been intentional about making it great. I walk a lot. My husband's the cook of the house. He cooks great, healthy foods for me to make sure that I stay healthy, but feel really satisfied with the food that I'm eating. I'm having fun or celebrating it. You know, I haven't like hibernated and said, you know, I'm a mom now. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't go here. I can't go there. It's not who I am. And so not making those adjustments just because there's something new coming into your life, I think has helped me find levity in motherhood. And there's going to be so many challenges, but if you can't give yourself that break to have fun and just 
understand that you are not in control of everything, then I feel like it's a lot more challenging. So for me, it's been an evolution, but it's been very natural and it's been very organic. And I read a little bit. I don't read a little bit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I haven't watched every single pregnancy video, but I hired a doula because that would be super helpful for me. I just had my last day of work before maternity leave yesterday, actually. I have a wonderful job where my benefits are great. And I live in California where benefits are also great, where I can take off four weeks before my due date. And I knew that was important because I work so hard that I can't create space mentally and emotionally to shift to my new way of life if I'm still dedicating so much to my job or other things. So that self-awareness, I think that you talked about, is what has helped me navigate this and really just be excited to see what this new ride is going to be. It'll be different, but it'll be great. It'll be really great. It really will. I am so excited. Can't wait to meet the baby boy. I'll be coming up to the bay. Don't worry. Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to just hear just because you have been so successful and you've definitely been very vulnerable and open about your thought process, which has been helpful. I would love to know about just any of those pain points or failures or hard times and how you got through it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like the word failure or quitting. It's just so negative. And I've never really looked at anything in my life as being bad. It's something that happens to get you back on the path that you need to be on. Everybody uses this very trite statement. If one door closes, another one will open. Yes, that's true. But if the door is closed, it wasn't meant for you in the first place. And one of the gifts that God gave me very early on was being able to recognize what wasn't for me and be okay with that. I wanted to be a dancer my whole life. Oh, I wanted to be a dancer so bad. And I did all the dancing, modern, ballet, point. I didn't have a dancer's body. I didn't have a dancer's natural talent and flexibility. I worked really, really hard at it, but I was never going to be a great dancer. And I got to a point in high school where I had to decide whether I was going to sacrifice doing like competitive dance and give up all these other extracurricular activities to do that or do all these other things that are better suited for me. I made the decision to do all the other things that were better suited for me. And I was at peace with that decision because I knew that there was more for me through that route. And I've been making those decisions ever since then. And it's been liberating and it's been really useful in helping me navigate things and not feel bad when they don't work out. So I don't really look at things as failures. I just look at them as not for me because there's so much out there in the world. There's so much for people to do and to contribute. There's plenty of space for everybody to be great. There really, really is. And your path is your path. Nobody's here to walk it. So there's nobody else taking up your space. Only you can take that up. So as I navigate the difficulties, and there have been, of course, been plenty. Law school was challenging. (laughs) One L year was challenging. Taking my first eight-hour exam was challenging. Taking the bar was challenging. Personally, going through, you know, losing my father at 29, and that was my best friend. And I know you know this story very, very well. 
that is challenging, but there's always, if you make the decision to live a good life, there's always something waiting for you on the other side. It may look different. It may feel different, but it doesn't mean it's worse. It just means it's different. Mm. And so I think for me, I collect all of the challenging experiences that I've had. And I think to myself that all I need to do is just show up and take it one day at a time, sometimes one hour at a time, sometimes one minute at a time, do all I can at the moment, and then let the rest figure itself out. And it always does. So friends, we're going to take a quick break so I can tell you about another amazing podcast, and that's Latinx Empower, hosted by Thaisa Fernandez, which is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Latinx Empower is a podcast that features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from Latin America, aiming to demystify the tech industry by providing listeners with insider perspectives and insights from Latin American leaders who have succeeded in their careers. I think you'll love a recent episode on toxic positivity in the workplace. Listen to Latinx Empower wherever you get your podcast. Yes. I just, another one, another gym. I love that. I have to circle back really quickly just to the dancing thing because can I tell you, I wanted to be a dancer. So, so interesting. When I was younger, I said I wanted to be a lawyer, psychologist, or dancer. And yeah, very, very, I don't know. And I do all those things now, actually. You do. Uh, So you, (laughs) and my family, my parents immediately, as soon as I said, I wanted to be a dancer, they shut it down. They were like, we can't lie to you. Like, you're not a great dancer. You're not a great singer, but you should do it for fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so my, my parents were very much about telling me the truth early on. And, you know, I'm grateful for it. I, I had other friends who were just better dancers and now I just dance for fun and it, it's wonderful. No pressure. But I love how that was, that was something you obviously were more trained and actually did classes. I did ballet when I first started, I think when I was two years old, it's called the dancing twos. Love that. (laughs) Great experiences. I didn't turn out to be an actual professional dancer, but that's funny that we had that overlap. And certainly with all the challenges, it's like on the other side, there is light and you were very instrumental in helping me when I did lose my mom. We had this amazing conversation that I'll always remember. I remember. Yeah, just a really life-changing conversation. And so I'm glad we had that. And it's true. When you're on the other side of it, it is just different, but you can still live a really beautiful, Mm -hmm. healthy, just wonderful life. And so I love that you share that perspective. So thank you. You're welcome. 100%. I love it. <laughs> and so I would like to get to now just any general lessons learned, things that you think we haven't touched on that you would think would be just really important to share. Yeah. Gosh, trusting your intuition is so important. And One, knowing if you can hear it for yourself is important too. So there's like, there's kind of a sequence to all of this, but spending the time and dedicating the time to learning who you are, what makes you tick, 
what feeds into you, what takes away from you. And really being able to identify that is like your base and that's your foundation. And internalizing your own compass is truly key to everything else that you you need to do and helps you navigate all of the different challenges that life's going to have and be humble with all the successes that you're going to have as well. And I think when people don't take the time to do that, that's when their journeys become harder and unstable and take a little longer to get to where they're trying to go. And so I think that's the most important work that people should do. Don't worry about defining yourself in a way that's explainable to the world. Define yourself for you. And then you will realize that the words for who you are will come naturally. The life that you want to live will come naturally because you're so closely connected to who you are as a person. And it's not like I have like this list of things that says, this is me, this is who I am. It is a feeling. I can enter a situation, a life moment, a career, a job, a new friendship, a relationship, and know if it's right or wrong for me because I know who I am. That is so important for every single life change that happens. I think the other thing is, is being open to what you hadn't imagined for yourself. Because I am living a life that I had not imagined for myself. I'm living in California, never thought I'd be here. I am married to an entrepreneur, never thought I'd be building a business with my husband. I am owning a home in the Bay Area, which was a stretch for me, but my dreamer husband always knew that was going to happen and renovating that home at that fact. I am becoming a mom, which has its own journey, but is happening. And I knew it would happen, but not in the way that it would. And that's okay. I've seen the world. And I think for me, surrendering to what's for me has been the best thing I've learned and has created a space where I am more confident and less fearful with every next step. Because when I listen to my inner gut and it says, this is right, even if everything isn't perfectly lined up, it's always worked out. And I will say that is really hard. It's one of the biggest lessons since I've been at Meta the past four or five years is as Black women, Black people and Black women, not having the security to know exactly what's coming next is really hard because the world is not set up for us like that. And I think we have the right to not trust anything and to want to have everything laid out for us so we know what we're navigating, we know what we're going into. It's a safety mechanism, makes a ton of sense, but it's limiting to the lives that we can build because we're afraid to take leaps of faith. And I think for me, those leaps of faith are necessary for me to live the life I've always felt deep inside I want to live, even though I can't articulate what that is necessarily. And so identifying your confidence level in those risks, I think is super important and taking them when they come and realizing that it's not necessarily a risk. It's just a mindset shift.
and how you are able to navigate and approach a situation that's new. That is something that I try to talk to a lot of people about and has been the defining change in my career and what I've been able to navigate and accomplish. And I'm sitting in rooms that (laughs) I never thought I would be in, but that's because I had to take those risks and take jobs that didn't seem clear or were ambiguous, or I had to create them for myself. They weren't the safest bets, but they were the right ones for me. And I knew it inside and they turned out to be great. So, Wow. I love that. I feel like that's just a beautiful ending. I usually do final thoughts. I'm not sure if you have any, but that sounded like a final thought. But if you had something else that we didn't touch on, happy to go there. I mean, I think that is it. I wasn't even expecting to go with it, but I was maybe because I'm in a reflective mode because I'm about to go out on maternity leave. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just thinking about that. You can do all the things by the book. And I feel like both you and I have done all the things by the book. And eventually your life trajectory is no longer about that. It's about you writing your own book. And so getting comfortable in that space is really difficult. But you have to, to really feel good about living the abundant life that we all want. And so, you know, with each page turn, you get a little bit more confidence, you get a little bit more confidence, and you just take that and start writing your own book. It's going to be fine. Thank you for listening to another episode of No Straight Path, the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. Remember to share this episode with friends and family. And if you like what you hear, please go on to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to rate the show. It helps other listeners find No Straight Path. Let's spread the message, everyone, and make sure that millennials feel less alone. There's no straight path in your career and life, and that's okay. It's honestly what makes the journey exciting. So let's get inspired together. I hope you have a great week.